Welcome to the Africa Energy and Climate Podcast. My name is Victor Mallet. Today is day five of COP here in Glasgow, and it is Youth Day. So I'll be speaking with a number of young people who are doing some fantastic things to change the world from their perspective in energy and climate. Join me. Fantastic. So we are joined today by Mr. Chibuna Gwona from Nigeria, who runs a company called Kiru Energy. Chibuna, nice to meet you. Thank Excellent. You so Welcome to COP as well. Thank we are so all much. freezing here in the Scottish cold. Truly. <laughs> you know. Tell us a little bit about Kiru Energy and what you guys do. Okay. Thank you so much, Victor, for the opportunity to be at your podcast. Um, so, Kiru enables better access to electricity for businesses and households using energy as a service model. Uh, we use mobile enabled technology with solar panels and battery storage to um, allow people access to green electricity. Um, the problem we discovered in Nigeria was that a lot of people wanted to have access to electricity either from solar or hydro, they just want the access, but most of most times they cannot afford to pay for the assets such as the panels or the inverters or the batteries. So access, be- access and affordability becomes a very major hindrance to electricity access. So we decided to create a model that can enable people to afford these services. Yeah. And you guys focus on solar energy? Yes, we focus on solar energy okay. for now. Okay. Yeah. So is your model to purchase the solar assets and then install them on customers, uh, businesses and homes? Or how does it work? Yes, yeah. exactly. You, you described it perfectly. So we, we use this asset, install it for either on the rooftop for businesses and homes that are in clusters. Or no, for businesses and homes that are in... Um, in dispersed areas okay yes and then for those in clusters we go and install on their roof so what um, what we do is we also provide the mobile platform that helps them to buy energy track their energy usage uh, as well as to monitor their expenses okay. so um, that way the mobile platform already gives them the access to see in a monthly basis or in a yearly basis how much they've spent on energy access and also see the comparison with using a diesel generator, you know, and how it really helps them to improve in their energy efficiency and also saving cost. Yeah. So and, and uh, the, the the most amazing thing about our our services is that you can have pay as you go. You can also have it on the contract based. So for those customers who just want to have um, our services just for today, maybe I just want to charge my phone or I want to. Um, work for three hours. I can just pay as you go with the mobile app. Okay. And you buy the electricity for three hours and then you use. And this electricity comes directly from solar. And then, or if you want to lease it out on a monthly basis or a, on two months base, three weeks, you sign that the contract with us, and then you can also have that. Yeah, so that's the model. Very interesting. So, did you guys develop the mobile app platform? Where where is the innovation that that connects the assets to the Great. to the software? Yeah, so yeah. you have we we are we are developing the mobile application at the moment. So Kiru started in 2019. We were focused on hardware solutions first. Initially, we we are making we started from the university actually. Okay. Uh, we were making solar kits for students in the university and which university is it? Federal University of Technology, of Te- Uri, okay, in Nigeria. And uh, as we started the research process, you know, and trying to build out those kind of projects, we discovered that this was a, an issue that was even major in most parts of 
the world. Yeah. So over 1.4 billion people lack access to electricity. So yeah. we, instead of all just confining our, our, our minds to just the university, we started to think big and global on how we can you know, dominate and take it far further. That's great. Yeah, so that required new thinking. That also required new ideas and um, more global ideas. Yeah. Right. So we started going for competitions, um, attending a lot of business boot camps exactly to understand exactly how to do this so when we focused on hardware solutions we couldn't scale it was very difficult to attract investment it was very difficult to even get the uh, equipment you needed and so that helped and we wanted to when we are focused on the hardware solutions we wanted to only make products that we are really from africa yeah. afrocentric products okay you know not always importing from china that was the sure. idea okay. yes so but as we you know moved along in the business we also knew that we have to make profit yes even though you have good intentions to do this you might not be able to do this based on resistance from lack of initial capital so we now pivoted to software focused solutions that can enable us to actually get something off the ground already then move and then with time we can then implement larger um, objectives and goals so that's how we started so we started in 2019 incorporated mm -hmm. to 2019 pivoted in 2020 and now we are currently developing our mobile uh, platform mm -hmm. okay okay and did you have to attract outside capital into the business to, to move forward yes um currently currently we are looking for investors um so where we are now is that we've developed our minimum viable product which is currently being uh, testing the bargain and all that and then we are talking with so many partners so i'm temp temporarily based in germany so i'm working um i'm collaborating with international sustainability academy to develop business model to find partners so being in germany and in europe already connects me to gives me a great access to many suppliers okay. yes i was at the intersolar europe conference okay. in munich okay. which also was very inspiring to see so many companies yeah. you know uh, speed their products and i connected with so many of them so it was really a good exposure yeah. so i feel that we are really on a, in a good trajectory and okay. now we plan to launch uh, our company uh, our product our solution by second quarter of next year yeah. so now it's kind of a transition phase from building out the product mm -hmm. testing out the customers mm -hmm. potential customers and then raising capital to um, scale it up mm -hmm. um, we in nigeria we have three customers three restaurants who are okay. ready to adopt our solution once we are okay. ready yeah so that's why we are trying to speed up uh, with our mobile app development and then raise investments um, in that process yeah. i see very interesting and have you had to recruit other people to join on board let's say software developers are you doing the software development how are you thank you so much for the yeah. question um, myself my expertise is basically in terms of coming up with ideas yeah. seeing it through to the end and then being able to attract the people that can take this i think that's my own special gift apart from business development yes uh, so i have my co-founder it's um, a solar engineer um, he, he worked with he works on some projects back in school because we started from the university together okay. yes okay so we we've, we've grown okay. together in this yeah. in this process yeah. yes and then we've been able to also attract someone in to manage the finance yeah and then someone to manage uh, our, our software development so we are we had we had a cto um initially however he had he got another job yes with a u.s company sure. and so we had to let him go to just grab that opportunity yeah, yeah. yeah. tell me a bit more about that because i, I think yeah. that's a, a big dilemma that uh, young entrepreneurs face yes. right because when you come out of the university mm. uh social expectation parental mm. expectations that you go and get a job yeah. etc how did you deal with that yourself personally 
maybe tell us a little bit about your background yeah, as well. Exactly. That might help explain. Yeah. Okay, um, growing up, I've always been self-willed. I've always have been someone that comes up with my own ideas or ways of doing things, ways of seeing the world. And I, I am always focused on trying to do something, trying to initiate projects, trying to carry out projects. So I think that helped my growing up. So all through my um, young age, I was I was a leader in the primary school, leader in secondary school, leading a football team. You know, yeah, sure. So sure. those those baby steps. Yeah. When even up to now, I still look back at them because they don't serve as a point of motivation for me. And so I knew that I was going to do something that would be impact the world in a huge way. So that's bumping into entrepreneurship because I didn't know what entrepreneurship the word yes I, I saw myself being having ideas yes. trying to imagine trying to imagine a better world I, but I didn't know what it was called but when I discovered that okay this is actually entrepreneurship and it's it's not a bad idea to have an idea to to become rich and or, develop it and develop and develop it and to make lives better yeah. so I pursued it so it was very difficult in the university because I was studying chemical engineering as well okay. yes but my passion was moving towards sustainable energy and I couldn't really get what I want from the chemical engineering lectures so what I did was I started doing self studies started researching on my own attending conferences um, sometimes I had to skip lectures to attend some conferences yes but I knew that I was following my heart and doing something that really made me happy and fulfilled yes so I think I just I just followed that bliss and um, up to now and, that's, and I've seen that it's, it's really what I've been called to do. Yeah, so I'm really grateful that at least I was able to follow my heart. Then. Yes. So my parents, they were not. I won't say they were not. Um, they were. They were not. They, they were. They were not against me in a way. But they were just. Just be careful. Try and graduate. You know, parents were always yeah. need to be cautious. Yeah. yeah. So I just ensured that I graduated well. Yeah. And then, but my whole focus was trying to set up build this company. So. From the onset, I knew there was, there was going to be challenges because I don't have any prior business background. The first time I, I got an idea of any business was at the age of eight when I wrote okay. a book okay. and I wanted it to get published, but okay. my parents couldn't publish it then. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but then, I yes. still think about that moment. I said, I had my first entrepreneurial idea at the age of eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that made me to know that, okay, this is where I'm called to serve. Yeah. So I, an entrepreneurship is a long-term journey, as Tony Limelu would say. Yeah. So, uh, it's not something that you just go into with um, an expectation to reap the benefits immediately. No, sure. It's a seed that you sow and it's something that germinates over time. It so is, yeah. approaching entrepreneurship with a long-term perspective will give you peace of mind. Yeah. No matter any challenge you come across, you will just know that it's for a moment and you come out. If it's not, if it's not a good ending, it's not the ending yet. Yeah, so that's how I see it. Yeah. So that's my background uh, yeah, and yeah. then how I... Oh, oh, you've made it yes. this far. Yes. Okay, that's great. Now you're here at COP here in Scotland this week, uh, perhaps into next week. What do you What do you hope to get out of your time here? Um, and what have you observed here? Is there any activities that will, will contribute to your success, to your company's success? What have you seen here? Thank so you so far? much. Yeah, so far, um, glo the Global Climate Change Conference or COP26 is really a melting point for the world like the best minds are here earlier on the Elon Musk was here Jeff Bezos was here Bill Gates was here all the great minds that we have in the world across Africa all of them I came here so I feel that 
COP is not is, it's it's a, it's a field of platform that brings together all these minds from all walks of life. It's not a political event. It's not a business event. It's not a religious event. It just brings people together. Yes. Right. From various backgrounds. So it's really a, a diamond mine. It's really a diamond mine. So as an entrepreneur, what I just see is opportunity. So yeah. since um, Thursday I arrived, I've been pitching my my company to random people whenever i have a lunch with i pitch to them fantastic i listen to them and then yeah. I, I introduce myself yeah. i was also at the linkedin reception yesterday okay. and i pitched to so many staff and i got good feedback Great. from what i how okay. i presented my project okay. or my work yeah. and i also applied them into you know getting better at all that too so i also for the joy of it just doing yeah. it just for the joy of sharing my work you know is enough and you can never tell okay and now i'm doing this podcast with you so it's still one of those great benefits yeah. yeah i must not i must not have access to all the sessions i must not attend all the events it's not possible top. to attend yeah, all of them exactly yeah. but those connections that you make those simple connections that you make those um contacts that you establish those conversations that that are real that you have with people that's ordinary people like yourself sure you know those are really the important things that yeah. I'm taking away from this COP26. Yes, and the fact that everyone here wants to see a better world. That's true. And yeah. being in this environment also shows that I'm on the right path because bits of the same feather flock together. together. So yes. th- that's, what, um, that's what I'm taking back from COP. Yes. That's terrific. Um, when you look forward, where would you like to see you know, your company be in a few years' time, yeah. let's say five years' time? Yeah, so we really have a very clear trajectory of what we want to do in the next five years in the next 10 years even in the next 15 years so in the next five years um, that will be in 2028 we're about 2029 we're looking forward to um, at least scale to other african countries one number two we're also looking to um, invest in other businesses such as electric mobility and electric charging services, electric or okay. battery charging services. Okay. Yeah. In Nigeria. In Nigeria. Yes. Okay. Are there any electric mobility? Um, is there any electric mobility infrastructure already being? Currently, yes. Yeah, so, position. You know, in Nigeria now, um, currently there are, there are a lot of news about electric vehicles, and so many people are now understanding that electric vehicles are, is the future. Right, and some people have already started buying these electric vehicles in major cities like Lagos, Abuja. So very soon, they will there will be more electric vehicles in Nigeria, and they will need charging infrastructure. So it's one of those opportunities that we are looking at, and saying that this is possible. You know, uh, that's great. And then yes, so that's why, we, and we believe that it won't even take a long time before it will really cause a huge wave so we want to be among the first movers okay we might not be the first mover because i, I know a company that is already starting to make some moves but we can be one of can the be one first. of the first movers yeah. at least to establish the infrastructure and since we're a solar energy company or a renewable energy company we have that capacity to you know to transition into that particular sure yeah and build yeah. upon what we already have yes yeah so that's so those are some of the opportunities that we see and uh, in by 2030 my vision for Kiri is to become a unicorn um valued to more than one billion dollars yeah and uh, so by that time we will we'll also be established in the electric mobility mm-hmm. and we i'm really passionate about large large scale renewable energy projects like wind farms you know large scale solar so i want to secure being among those global players that can actually pull off these great projects yeah yes that will really impact lives on a very huge scale so 
that's my vision. Very interesting. Tell me a little bit, um, do you feel in Nigeria there's a sense of uh, any kind of urgency around climate change issues as a, as a young person mm -hmm. who's grown up there, etc. Yeah. Is that something in the in the public discourse or do you think people are just focused on the day-to-day -day survival and so on? Okay. How, what's your sense of that? Yes, okay, well, for me, I started, I will start for myself because I discovered about climate change as I left secondary school. I, my, I, I had a science background, so I, my best subjects were geography and chemistry. So, you know, understand geo, geo, geography is about studying the earth, you know, and chemistry, chemical. So that bringing that together yeah, yeah. made me to realize that there is a huge issue that the world is actually facing right now and it needs practical solutions. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to dedicate, and that was when I was about to enter the university. So I said I was going to dedicate my, you know, my time and my career towards something yeah. that could be part of the solution. Yes. So I, I feel that a, a great deal of young people are aware of climate change issues. Yes. And also are taking active steps. Mm. In this COP, we have so many young Nigerians here. And back at home, there are so many young people starting initiatives. Um, there are exhausted vibes. You know, I can, I can, they are so numerous. There are a lot of them. You know, where young people can come together on, on sustainability issues. Yes. And then taking action on various um, sustainable development goals. Yeah, so I feel that young people are really aware of the climate change and they are ready to take action. Okay, okay. And I guess your feeling is that the young people need to be supported as well, right? In, in these. Um, do you feel that, that your voice here as a, as a young person, young entrepreneur, is being heard by, let's say, some of the decision makers, the policy makers, etc.? Is that a sense you're getting? Absolutely. I, I believe we are all working together for a great future for the world. Um, policy makers, policy makers um, entrepreneurs. Um, what, I, what I want to say is that as a young person, as a young entrepreneur, Apart from just getting good policies that will help me further my business, generally young people need to be brought to those decision-making tables to hear what they actually want. Because when young people are engaged, they can give feedback, they can also you know, participate. participate in the decision-making process. And I think that is something that is really lacking across the African continent, yeah. whereby young people decisions are made on behalf of young people by people who are in their 60s, 70s, yes. even sometimes 80s. 80s. And yes. most of them will not live to see the impact of those decisions that were made. Right? So, but bringing young people, not seeing young people as needy, not seeing young people as complainers, not seeing young yeah. people as nagging, yeah. but seeing them as partners, yeah. you know, in the development process. Because I feel that, not, I, I know that one will not last forever on this planet. Yet. So you need to, the, the greatest asset that you can ever have is building something that will last for future generations. So the essence of COP itself is not just about us, it's about the next generation. Exactly. Yes, so when we, when we approach everything with such a mindset that, okay, we are actually doing this for the next generation, then it will really change how we approach it. And then we can bring these young people with energy, with, uh, with enthusiasm, with the knowledge, you know, with the, skills and also with the readiness and the willingness because you can have the resources but if you don't have the willingness to put in the work nothing will be achieved yeah yeah so i feel that young people should be seen as partners in the yeah. process yeah and that's why i'm taking the route of entrepreneurship because i feel that so many young people are not taking this route because it's difficult it's uncertain yes. you know and it poses a lot of challenges and risks but having someone to also guide you having seen accomplished young people like yeah. myself yeah. in their 30s in their 40s yeah. who also told this line yeah. and have now become 
great in their in their calling yeah. on their devils i see that there's a future for me and for me i didn't just arrive to cop 26 overnight yes. it took a lot of work took yeah. a lot of consistency took a lot of imagination it yeah. took a lot of um, you know just being and doing the right things yeah. and thinking the right thoughts all this while so being a cop is a huge achievement for me but it goes beyond just attending events yeah it goes towards getting inspiration from cop then going back and putting the work in, in. and we are in a global village now whereby yes. there is nothing you do that will not be seen by others so sure. just act exactly just act and put in the work yes so that's why i'm following the part of entrepreneurship because i see i can also inspire other young people i can be a mentor to so many other young people i say okay if chibuna can do it i think i can do it and coming from africa a lot of young people from um from where we come from need to be encouraged need to be inspired well, what advice yes. would you give to people who are trying to start their own business such as yourself yes young africa what what guidance would you words of guidance would yes. you give them Initially, to start a business, you must really understand why you are doing this because it's it's very easy to have ideas. But when you have and understand why you are about to implement this idea, it will give you the courage to keep pushing through. So that's the first thing. One needs to be self-aware, really have some great introspection and understand why they are trying to do something and then go forth to do it. Now, the, the second advice I will give is find someone that is already doing what you are doing. There is nothing new under the earth. We can change technology, we can change processes, but it's still the same thing. We, we wake up in the morning, we breathe, we eat, and we sleep. Yep. So young people can find mentors who can guide them. It must not be in the same business idea, but just having a guidance yeah. you know, will also help you to encourage you in the challenges that you're going to face. Yes. Yes. And that will also help you to be accountable, where someone can say, yes, you said you are going to send the business plan. I, where is the business plan? Exactly. Then you have to give a good explanation why you did not send the business plan. Some accountability yes, and some, some guidance. Some accountability and guidance. Yeah. So those two things are very, very essential. It's not just about capital. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And then you also have to have the intellectual cap cap capital. The intellectual cap capital goes beyond just your skills. Mm -hmm. Intellectual cap capital in the sense of being able to influence others to join you mm -hmm. in this course. Influence others to join you on this lifetime journey because yeah. most starting a business is like raising a child so you need to think long term yeah so then the fourth thing will now be the capital sure yes yeah how are you going to get capital to, capital to fund this yeah. business yeah. but first of all people investors don't just invest in the idea they invest in the person and most investments don't happen once most investment take some time an investor will watch you see your progress year one year two what have you done what are the thing what's your progress like and then before they can say okay we invest and it can be just through a connection that you get and before you yeah. know you've landed a huge investment yeah. Yeah. so young people should not be bothered about finance yet so start with what you have if you have a laptop start with your laptop yes. if you have social media start with social media if you have um, a little capital to invest in business you can start with that just start because when you start you're going to find other pebbles and treasures along the along the path. And the momentum will yes, keep the momentum rolling keep forward. Yes. Yes. Chibuna, fantastic. Thank you thank you so much for joining us thank today. You so much. And we hope to speak to you again soon and see yeah. where you are. Thank you.